Hey everyone, Joel here from the Empower Good Podcast. Super stoked about this week's episode with Trevor Tyson. If you're having problems with anxiety, depression, discouragement, or not knowing your calling in life, listen to this episode. It is just pure motivation from my brother, Trevor Tyson. Stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. Trevor Tyson, welcome, dude, <laughs> uh, to the Empower Good Podcast. We've been trying to do this. Actually, we haven't been trying to do this for a long time. It's more of like... This was the perfect time to do it. It was. It was. I'm in California. You live in California. You got your butt in your car and drove five and a half hours to get here. <laughs> yeah. You're Quincy, here at Quincy. one of the biggest uh, Christian music festivals in the country. Yep. I'm excited. And it's, it's been so awesome to meet you, your friends, and everything that you do. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm excited about today's interview because we, we've connected and, and our messages have kind of resonated. Mm. Uh, you, um, why don't you tell us real quick about just like, your Instagram channel, your YouTube, mm. YouTube, and just kind of like your personal brand and what you do. Um, and then we'll get into some questions about your journey and how you have been growing in your ability to help other people, which is what Empower Good is all about. But just tell us r- briefly what you do and maybe even give us your handle right off the bat. Yeah, definitely. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Trevor K. Tyson. But um, to sum it all up, I basically started on YouTube and I've actually deleted the channel off YouTube feeling like Instagram and Facebook should be the top priority going straight to consumer. Right now, I'm more so of a mental health advocate than anything and going more so into evangelistic preaching, doing festivals, tours, and trying to make Jesus known through the darkness and through the light. I think that's really awesome. I, th- I like how you said a mental health activist. And a lot of times we think of I used to work in the medical field a little Mm. bit. We think of mental health as something, oh, those are the people that go and they get put on 5150 or like they're the ones that are in the, in the, in the system, they go to the hospital. But I really have realized recently that all of us are broken. I mean, I had, I had a decent upbringing, but I've realized that I also have a lot of things that I have to work with. And so I'm excited about today's talk um, about this. Why don't we just start off real quick? Just give us a summary of like, How'd you get into working with Christian festivals? Not just music, but also mm. you know crusades and different things like that. And uh, maybe even talk about your volunteering and how that's benefited yeah. you and yeah. your ability to help other people. Now, um, just for everybody listening, and if you're thinking that you want to do like evangelistic work, emceeing, being on a stage somewhere, it doesn't happen right off the bat. I've been doing this for about eight years, and I started off doing merch for a band named Red, and um, I volunteered at a Winter Jam event, got me in there, and I ended up selling CDs, and I found a passion for salesmanship. And from there, I knew like I was supposed to be a salesman. I love selling things. I can sell ice to an Eskimo. A lot of people say that, but you can't sell crunched ice to an Eskimo, so that's what I'm going to do. One of the bigger things is honestly not losing that passion that I had. I didn't know that I was called to be on the platform, but I knew that I had something grasping me towards the music field. And now, um, through all the highs and the lows, like God has provided little old Trevor Tyson from Social Circle, Georgia. And mind you, the festival we're at, Joshua Fest here in Quincy, California, has more people attending than than live in my hometown of Social Circle, Georgia. So it's really crazy to see how God has taken me to these astronomical places and things, being able to do things that I could only imagine doing as a kid. And it's been crazy. So just keep doing what you're doing. If you feel like God's calling you to do something, you better go do it. Because if you sit around and wait on him, he's not going to wait forever. He wants you to put your work in. He wants you to go after it. And he wants you to be proactive. He's not calling you to lay on the couch, get a degree and live on mama's sofa for the rest of your life. He's calling you to go out, get a job and do what you want to do on the side as well. 
I like how you said volunteering in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even at this show, you didn't take any pay. Yeah. And here you are at the the as far as you've gotten so far, which mm-hmm. is high mm-hmm. compared to where you started. Yeah. Why do you Why do you do that? I don't take pay for ministry um, because I work a full time job. Like I can be traveling around the country, emceeing festivals, seeing eight thousand, ten thousand people a night, and I still go home. Sometimes I do twenty seven hour days. There's only twenty four hours in a day. I'll fly home and be at work the next morning. I'm a store manager for AT and T. I'm over about six people, and I run a store. So. God's blessed me with that job. God's blessed me with an amazing opportunity to be able to be financially stable. And this isn't like a bragging thing, and I'm not bringing it up to make people feel like they are not doing well, but God provided enough for me with everything that I've been doing to where I was able to buy my dream home at 19 years old just because I did the whole Dave Ramsey thing about three times going through school and like these crazy things that nobody ever thinks about. Like you don't go to high school and they're like, okay, when you graduate, you can buy a house. No, they're like, here, go to college door. They can make a commission off you going to that school. And I think that's sick. I think student debt is very sickening. And I'm not saying that people that have it are bad people, but I really am telling you that you do not have to go to college to be successful in this country of the United States of America. Yeah, I I think that's really powerful. And obviously, I think one of the most important things is to really uh, see where your talents are fitting in and the current need that's going on in the world at the moment. And if that's for you to, to jump in and make that happen right away, sometimes we're called to do bigger and greater things and to influence people that can only be influenced when you have a degree. So it all depends. It's really a a person by person thing. And I, it really is like, um, I mean, brain surgeons, I hope they have a degree if they're working on me, but, um, and if you're hiring a lawyer, yeah, you better went to Harvard or something. But, you know, honestly for me, like I really respect, uh, blue collar America. I respect business owners. I respect everybody equally. And whether you're, Going through a short season of life right now, whether you don't believe in the same things I believe in, whether you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, I don't care. Like, I'm going to treat you with the same amount of respect as I would the next person. And one of the biggest things is, for me, like, growing up in the church, like, we would always shun, like, homosexuals. And I feel like that's a really valid thing to bring up in this point in time. I don't. You don't have to agree with something to accept them. Like, you don't have to agree with what they're doing to be their friend. You don't have to agree with them to love on them and show them exactly who Jesus is if that's who you believe in. And that's who I gave my life to. I live my life right now as a broken person going after the most powerful thing there is in the world, and that's Jesus. Right now, you typically hear stories of like, Mm -hmm. I was down here and now I'm here. But tell us a little bit about how you can still be used while still being broken. Yeah, like... I would say in 2016, I was traveling for an organization called Pulse, and they were promoting for an event called Together 2016. And I had the opportunity to travel all over the country with them. And I was just like working merch tables and stuff, like, you know, the groundwork, selling T-shirts, giving out information. And uh, it was senior year, and I started to have panic attacks and anxiety attacks. Like, I knew I was graduating. I didn't know what the next step was for me. I didn't have any job offers. And I knew that I was called to be on a stage. So I started having panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And they literally put me in bed for a week. I'd uh, cancel. I was speaking at Shorter University the next day. I was in Birmingham when it happened the first time. And uh, one of the employees for the organization I was traveling with drove me to the host home where we were staying. 
and we didn't know what was going on with me. When I got home the next day, I drove from Birmingham back to Social Circle where I live instead of going to Shorter because I didn't know what was going on. We went and got blood work done and everything, and they were like, Trevor, it's anxiety. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's not. Like, it can't be anxiety. Anxiety can't make you feel this way. So needless to say, I was taken off of the speaking circuit and even just traveling, doing ministry, it didn't matter if I was on a stage or taking out trash. I don't care as long as I'm glorifying God and what I'm doing. That's what I want to do. Um, but I didn't do any kind of speaking for two and a half years. And then earlier this year, I decided it was time to face my fears and go after what I felt like Jesus had called me to do. And that's to be an evangelist and go out and tell people my story. And the funny thing is the story of me being broken is one of the most powerful stories there is because we are all broken in some sort of way. We all have something that we are hiding from the world. And that thing for me was anxiety. And I went, I woke up one morning and I was like, I've got to do something today. Like, I'm going to start fighting this today. There's no way I'm waiting for tomorrow. I'm going to do it today. I called around to a bunch of different therapists trying to get some help, like see what I can do to fight through anxiety, depression, and all these things I was struggling with, and none of them answered. So I was like, well, I'm doing something today to commemorate this thing, and it's going to hurt. I'm going to get a tattoo of a verse that was prophesied over me at a Winter Jam event at the Georgia Dome, Second Kings 2.9, where Elijah and Elisha were sitting there, and Elisha was the successor of Elijah. When Elijah was taken up, God gave Elisha exactly what he asked for, and that was a double portion of his spirit, and that's what I'm praying for for my life, so I went and got that tattooed on my arm, and I was like, I'm going after that double portion, and I'm not going to stop, so a couple weeks later, I started going to therapy, and I got help. I did something called EMDR therapy. I got on medication, which I'm totally not ashamed to talk about. Like, the stigma wrapped around mental health is so stupid. It's like people are like, oh, they're just doing it for attention, oh, they're just getting in the system, oh, whatever. But if you get the flu, you're going to the doctor to get antibiotics. If you're depressed or struggling with anxiety or depression, you're going to lay in bed and feel bad for yourself all the time. Why don't you go to the doctor and get healed? Why don't you pray to Jesus and be healed? Why don't you do both? And maybe that's what it's going to take to help you out. Maybe you do need to be on medication. Maybe you knew, maybe you do need to be in therapy like not it's not gonna work for everybody but if you have suicidal thoughts or anything like that I never had suicidal thoughts but a lot of people do if you are feeling a certain kind of way that you do not want to feel you need to go get help stop having your pity party get off your mom's couch get in your car or your parents car and get help you know we all have different upbringings mm -hmm. and and even now like there's things that I don't like facing yeah uh, there's things that I do when I should be yeah. facing my problems. And I think that's a, that's a key factor. Um, yeah. and it's, and it's hard to admit sometimes that you're having to go through a healing process, oh, yeah. but we're all broken. And, and so like I, a, I thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And like the healing process is still going. Like last night I was closing out after Lecrae, you were walking with me. We were on the way backstage. I mean, I had a panic attack. I mean, I still have these things, but the biggest difference is it's making me stronger. I know how to handle it. And I fought through it. And the message that I shared last night, which, and I'm not name dropping for like any kind of like cockiness. I'm just saying like God took me from Social Circle, Georgia, maybe two or 3,000 people that live there and stuck me on stage with one of the biggest influencers in the world. And I was able to share for the first time at a festival. I've shared about it before at other events, but at a festival at this capacity, 
And I told them that anxiety and depression shouldn't hold you down. It isn't holding me down. And a lot of people are going to think like, oh, he's just being this. He's just being that. But honestly, there's nothing glamorous about depression. There's nothing glamorous about anxiety. There's nothing glamorous about being on the road, as you've seen with being with me for the past two days. I mean, you can either be checking into the Marriott or the Bates Motel. There's no in between. Like... But God is faithful. God's going to put you where he wants you. And these things make you stronger. They make you humble. And they make you love your bed at home. Talk to us real quick, some practical things that you've done. Like, I mean, I, this morning I, th- I saw you journaling. I mean, we mm-hmm. were literally behind the booth yeah. in the exhibit hall. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you're journaling. And that's just not because you like to write about your thoughts. It's like you're strategic. You're intentional. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And mm-hmm. it even encouraged me to be more intentional with that as well yeah. with my healing process. What, what are some practical things? Well, I relate my time with finances. Like if you have a budget for your everyday lifestyle, you need to budget that thing out like a $0 budget. Go look up Dame Ramsey if you don't know who I'm talking about. Look it up. You've got to be intentional with your time because time is more valuable than money. As long as you're on this earth, you can do anything to make money. Hopefully it's legal. But... You could do anything to make money, but once you waste that minute of your life, once you waste that second of your life, it's gone. Once Delta Airlines wastes six and a half hours of my life and gives me a $15 voucher to make up for it. On the way here. You th- yeah, on the way here to Joshua Fest. Like, you've just got to move on. I use that time to journal. I use that time to pray and seek the Lord and ask him what he wants me to share with these people. And I'll say it again, like, I'm just 20 years old. I'm here at a festival all the way across the country. Like, if I were to drive, it would have taken me a day or two to get here. Like, God's doing some amazing things, and he wants to use each and every single person on this earth. He's not looking for the qualified. He's looking for the available. He's not looking for the perfect because there is no perfect. He'd be looking at an empty square. He's looking for the people that are going to be determined, that are going to be thankful, and that are going to go after it with every single thing they've got, even if they face conviction. One of the biggest things is for me, like eventually I want to have like an organization. If there's ever like a school shooting or any kind of catastrophe, I don't want to take like a hype event to them. I want to take them a message of hope. Like I know uh, the Franklin Graham goes out and he's got like a crisis team, but I don't know anybody that's going and having worship events like right after a terrorist attack, right after this, right after that. Not like right there where it happened, but in that city, implant some hope, pray for the victims, pray for the families, pray for the person that did it. He's human. He's either dead or in jail right now. Like, you can't demonize someone just because they made a very, 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 very horrible decision. Some people are struggling with things, and I'm not justifying doing that at all. I'm just saying that no matter what anyone does, Jesus died on the cross for each and every single person on this earth, and that means we've got to learn to forgive. That's something millennials don't really know right now. Let's make it even a step more practical right mm-hmm. here as we close. Yeah. Somebody's listening to this. They have problems. Yeah. And they've heard your practical tips on mm. what to do. I loved how you, you were intentional with your time. I want to be more of that. Um, let's talk about they, they want to make an impact. Yeah. But yeah. they might have barriers in the way. But like practically, how do they find it? Like for you, it's it's helping out with these events and being a speaker. Some people don't want to speak. Maybe it's they want to, you know, do some kind of cooking thing like health yeah. or yeah, like yeah, yeah. How, how does somebody like from ground zero find yeah. like discover their calling as it were, like practically? Yeah, like you've just got to start experimenting with things. Like 
I was making little videos for something called Reset Movement, and uh, one of the guys reached out to me, and it's just from that little video I got connected with him. And then I went into that Winter Jam event where the Second Kings 2-9 story that I referred to earlier, Tina and Todd Bartlett, uh, the people that prayed that over me are still in my life today. Like you have to be intentional. You got to love people. You got to treat everyone with respect. But to answer your question, you've got to go after whatever you feel like, even the little things. If you feel like God's telling you to do something, you got to go do it. You can't hold back. If you're having anxiety, you feel like you're going to throw up, you go on that stage and you make an impact. If you don't feel like you're supposed to be on a stage or in front of a camera or on a microphone, you need to go out and do cosmetology or whatever art that God's told you to do. If you're supposed to be a writer, you need to start writing. Like, quit waiting for tomorrow. Tomorrow might not get here. You might get killed on the way to work or school today. I might get killed on the way back to this festival. I mean, we're about to have to dart over there. i got to be on stage in 15 minutes. Like, there's so many things that can happen in your life. But you have to be ready for these things. And I feel like one of the number one questions people ask me is, why are you still in social circle? Why aren't you in Nashville? Why aren't you in L.A.? If you ever want to make it, you need to go do that. And what I tell them is Jesus can use anyone exactly where they're at. Social circle, Georgia, L.A., Nashville, I don't care where you're at. This isn't the 70s. You don't have to be like Elvis Presley and move to Nashville or Memphis. You don't have to do what the Beatles did and move to America. You've got the internet. You've got the most powerful tool in the planet in the palm of your hands every single day. I've got a phone in my hand right now. I've, you can put a video up and reach 10 million people within the span of 10 minutes. But on a real note, God wants to use you, and if you're not a Christian, go after what you feel like your purpose is for this world. If you want to impact a generation, if you want to impact your family, if you want to impact your school, if you want to just make a difference in your community, run for mayor, run for president, whatever you got to do. Like If you feel like you're called to do something in just the littlest form of way, like any kind of sign that you get, take that seriously. Take it to heart and run after it. Jesus is going to use you. Jesus is going to guide you, and Jesus is going to hold you every step of the way. Three years struggling with depression, anxiety, and panic attacks. If you would have asked me three months ago if I would have ever set foot on a stage, I would have said no. Today we're at Joshua Fest. Yesterday and the day before, we've been doing shows. We've done, I've done maybe 22 shows in the past three days here in California. And um, this this uh, year is going to be one of those. And I'm not saying like I'm the best speaker on the planet. I'm not saying I'm the best MC. I'm telling you I'm nobody. That's letting the big guy call the shots. So Jesus is leading me every step of the way. And now I fall. I still struggle with anxiety and panic attacks. And like I said, if that's you today and you're struggling with that, seek help. Go to a therapist. Who cares what your family thinks? My family, my brothers make fun of me all the time. And I hope they hear this because I'm calling them out. Like, I love my family, but they just don't understand that stigma, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I want families to understand and wrap their arms around people that are struggling, wrap their arms around their suicidal coworkers, wrap their arms around their pastor that's struggling with pornography or cheating on his wife. I want them to know that every single person on this earth is just a human. Nobody's a superhuman. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's Superman. Superman was afraid of kryptonite. He was actually allergic. I don't know. I'm not into superheroes, but listen, if you feel like something's holding you back, you kill that. Goliath must fall. Fear must fall. And anxiety will not own you. Go after what you want to do, be yourself, and take step one today and make that effort. Write a blog, make a video, step on stage somewhere legally. Don't run on a stage with Nicki Minaj like you'll get escorted out. 
do something you have to do today. And I'm talking right when you're listening to this podcast right here. Even if I'm getting on your nerves for roasting college, you've got to go after something. You've got to find what you want to do, and you've got to do it. There's no time to waste. Stop what you're doing right now and go do it. Dude, let's go do it. Let's, let's get on stage it. right now. Yeah, like hey, it's five minutes. Ridiculously awesome <laughs> to have you on the show. No, dude, I appreciate thanks, it. Man. God is going to use this. I'm inspired. They're going to be inspired, or they are inspired because they're currently listening to this. Yeah. Um, what's your handle again? It's at Trevor K. Tyson on Instagram and Facebook, I believe. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Fist yeah, bump. Man. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Your attention, the fact that you give your time and attention to this podcast means so much. I pray and I hope that you're inspired to go out there and do something awesome. If you are inspired, please do take a screenshot of this episode, what you're listening to right now, share it on social, tag a friend, and let me know that you have been blessed. I would really, really appreciate that. Also, just wanted to make sure to thank everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes and Anchor and starred the station and favorited. I really do appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe if you have not yet. More is coming. Episode coming up this next week. And guys, this week, don't forget to empower good.